0: I'd like to say good morning to the class. Welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school and not a church, and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non denominational, religious, and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield Michigan class was established in 1997. At this time, I would like to introduce to you the Dean of the Southfield Michigan class, Dr. Marvin Lewis, the president, Dr. Edward Yule, and the superintendent, Dr. Jarrell Lewis. In this school, we use the true. Correct and original name and title of the father, the word or son and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the heavenly father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and there are God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name And each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is a title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove than neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language had any characters or letters in an alphabet that have produced the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our heavenly father and his son. Christ is the title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because the cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe, abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as the word or son, a super incorporeal being, that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions, and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, What was the name of the savior during the time that he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in the school, we teach by divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt He called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our primary constitutional objectives and or aims of the Institute are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity and Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of natures and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and moderate practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seven to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known, that Yahweh from the beginning ordained. There is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. Tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword peace slogan speak the truth. At this time, we will have a prayer by Dr. Andre McDaniels from our Southfield, Michigan branch, followed by a scripture lesson, Romans, the 12th chapter, read by Dr. Rhonda Walker from our Southfield, Michigan branch. Dr. Daniel.
1: Good afternoon, class. May we all bow our hearts and minds for a moment of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father Yahweh, we are grateful that you have allowed us to come here today and commune and learn of you as you truly are and actually exist. We are grateful to know the one and true name, Yahshua the Messiah, who is the only way of salvation. We ask that the vessels that come through the floor speak the true gospel that edifies the body And that you speak through them. And these blessings we ask in our Savior's name and brother, Yahshua the Messiah. May the class say hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Dr. Walker.
2: Can everyone hear me okay? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, I'll be reading from the Holy Name Bible revised by A.B. Trainer, the Scripture Research Association, that will be Roman, the 12th chapter. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahweh, that ye present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this age, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that, <clears throat> is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh. For I say, through the grace given unto you, to every man that is among you, not to think beyond that which he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as Yahweh hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in the Messiah, and every one member, One of another, having the gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the prop proportion of faith; or ministry, let us wait on our ministering; or he that teacheth on teaching; or he that exalt exhorteth on exhortation; he that giveth. Let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit serving Yahweh. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of sons, giving to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but conform yourself to the lowly. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give way unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith Yahweh. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink, for in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome by evil of evil, but overcome evil with good. I've read Romans, the 12th chapter.
0: Thank you for the prayer, Dr. McDaniel, and for the scripture lesson, Dr. Walker. Before we call on our first speaker, I would like to remind the class to please keep your video uh, off and your microphone muted until the end of class. For today, our readers will be Dr. April Lewis and Dr. Dorian Lewis. It's an honor and pleasure to call on our very first speaker, Dr. George Light. Dr. Light?
3: Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, (laughs) It's funny. I was listening Thursday night to class and somebody there mentioned the fact that when you're listening to lectures, Yahweh gives you something to think about. And it's like tentacles of places that you get scriptures, you get this, he leads you in this direction. So the more lectures and uh, classes you attend and everything, you're, you're just overwhelmed with information and and knowledge and understanding and it takes you this way and that way trying to teach you so many things at once it's like going to a Chinese buffet <laughs> no no nothing mean intended it, so I'm asking you on the side just to slow me down and let me be able to say something that's intelligent enough for you to understand and somebody new might even be able to grasp onto something and and be able to come into a position that we're in, which is being able to praise our creator as he really is and actually exists. So that's my hope and prayer today. Um, Is there somebody on there that does the uh, introduction to class? Um, I can't remember who does it. I'm sorry. Um, We got a couple, you mean uh, ministers? Just anybody just tell me the first start of the beginning of the introduction to class.
0: Uh, You mean in the moderation? Yes. Oh, okay, sure. Um, Just you wanna start at the beginning?
3: Like welcome right there, yep.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield Michigan class. This is a school and not a church and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization.
3: Okay, I'm going to stop you there, because I think that's fantastic, because the moderation, when I first learned it, it was welcome to another lecture given by the Institute of Divine Metaphysical Research. Mm -hmm. And we know that this school isn't doing the lectures or the, uh, these are not lectures of the Institute of Divine Metaphysical Research. As you say, in the moderation today, it's the members. Could I get uh, John 1426, please?
4: That's John 14 and 26. Excuse me, but the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you.
3: It's the Holy Spirit that's going to do the teaching. It's not the members of this school. It's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit in those members de- doing the teaching. I back 100% and believe 100% that the Holy Spirit does do the teaching in the members. That's why we come together. If, if, if we never preach this gospel to the world or the members of this institute did not preach this gospel, nobody would hear it. I wouldn't have heard it in the first place. Nobody would be here. So, and I'm hearing some things going on in other schools, blah, 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 not going into all that. But I would like to say that you can't distort the truth unless you have the truth. You have to have the truth to understand how to distort it. What, it, it doesn't matter what it is. I, I could say Bernie, Bernie Madoff. If you think about him, 20 years he deceived very, very intelligent people out of $114 billion over 20 years. He deceived people. He knew how to work that system so he was able to deceive them. And the reason I'm saying that is because it takes somebody who has the truth to be able to deceive you. And I'm not saying somebody with the Holy Spirit going to deceive you. It's somebody who doesn't have the Holy Spirit whose desire is to deceive you into believing something different. And if, could we go back and get Genesis uh, with Eve and the serpent? Please and thank you.
4: Yes, that's Genesis um, chapter three. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which Yahweh Elohim had made. And he said unto the woman, Hath Yahweh said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden?
3: Okay. Woman- I'm just going to interrupt you, if that's okay. Yes. yes. Um, there's Satan, or yeah, Satan, the devil, more subtle than any beast of the field. And what's he saying to, the, saying to Eve? Has Yahweh not said how did he know that? He has to know the truth in order to be able to deceive Eve. He has to know the truth. There's, you can't deceive somebody unless you do know the truth. So that's what we have to be aware of is is it's those who have the truth that are more able to deceive you than anybody else. Uh, just continue on there, please okay. and thank you..
4: Mm-hmm. And the woman said unto the serpent. I'm sorry. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, Elohim hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the okay, serpent sorry.
3: said, unto- No, that's okay. So okay. we know this story and we know that Eve is deceived. Satan knew that. They're not supposed to eat of that tree, and yet he convinces Eve, oh, no, it's okay. Go ahead. He Mm -hmm. had the truth in order to be able to deceive. Um, Could we get over there with Jonah, or Jonah, (laughs) Noah, when he speaks about when Yahweh puts the uh, bow in the sky? I'm not going to be able to call all these scriptures. You guys are probably 10 times better than I ever would be at that, so if you can help, that's great
4: that's um genesis 9 and 13 mm-hmm. um genesis 9 and 13 actually 12 if you don't mind and elohim said this is the sign of the covenant which i make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a sign of a covenant between me and the earth.
3: Is there one more verse that talks about a sign that he will never flood again or did you already read that?
4: No, I didn't. But um, let me see. I could keep reading. Um, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Genesis 9 and 11. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth.
3: Thank you very much. So Mm -hmm. now he's putting, now he's talking to, there's only eight people alive at this point. Those are the people that came out of the ark. And he's putting the bow in the sky. So these eight people know the truth. They know the truth. What the bow in the sky is supposed to mean? Why this why that rainbow comes out? They know what it's for. That's the truth. So later on, we're not going to get it. We're not going to get it, but you'll find out that Nimrod, the great and mighty hunter, who is the son of one of these 8 that was on the, on the ark, uh, decides that they're going to build a tabernacle or uh, the tower of Babel up to heaven so that they cannot be destroyed again by the flood but there was already it was given to them the promise or the truth was given to them that there was never going to be a flood again same person in the garden same person in Nimrod I think it's Nimrod that is deceiving the people there into building the tabernacle or building the tower of babel after yahweh told them that he was never going to do destroy the earth again you gotta have the truth in order to be able to deceive the people uh can we um i don't know where it is i'm not going to get it all anyways but can we just if you could just bring up the tabernacle pattern just for a second there the tabernacle I guess it's there, but there's a bigger one with the body beside it. Thank you. So in the tabernacle here, you have Yahweh speaks down from the mountain. He gives them the Ten Commandment laws. He tells them, this is my name forever. When he's speaking to them, he gives them this tabernacle pattern so they can function in here. The high priest has the mitre on his head that has the name of Yahweh in it. These people know the truth; they have the truth. So, and they're supposed to teach the people. Who is it? Who has the truth? The scribes, the not the scribes, the, the the. high priest and them here they have the truth who's going to be able to deceive the people about the name of the creator except for somebody that already has the truth that's who has to do the deceiving is the one that has the truth Can we, and I know I'm going fast but that's just me could we go over to Hosea uh, I think it's uh, two 216 and I think we've if you've Come to class at all, and even if you're a new person, check it out. But the uh, the the Jew you can go on Google and do a search, and it'll tell you that the Jewish people, when they saw the name Yahweh, they changed it so that it would be pronounced Adonai, and they changed it so that the true name of the Creator wouldn't be told. Because in Deuteronomy it tells us don't take the name in vain. That's the truth. Don't take it a name. Oh, we better hide it from everybody. That way they can't take it a name. Oh, they're doing you a favor. Isn't that nice of them? <laughs> they're ta- they're hiding the name of the creator who says there is no other name given among men where by man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua Messiah, which is Yahweh, holding us onto Yahweh. Hosea 216. Hosea. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Hosea two sixteen. And it shall be at that day, saith Yahweh, that thou shalt call me Ishai, and shalt no more, and excuse me, no Beli. shall call me no more Bali.
3: Shall call me no more Bali. What does Beli mean? My Lord. My Lord. You shall, <laughs> they took away the name of Yahweh, and they have them worship Bali or the Lord. You have to have the truth in order to be able to deceive people. That's the only way you could do it. You're the one. You're the only person that can hide the truth. They don't know it, anyways, right? You got it. You're hiding it. Um, could I get Romans one eighteen, please?
4: Yes, that's Romans one and eighteen. For the wrath of Yahweh shall be revealed from heaven against all impiety and unrighteousness of men. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness.
3: How can you hold the truth in unrighteous, unrighteousness unless you have the truth? You have to have the truth in order to be able to hide it. That's why when you're here in these days, and I'm, those who are here and who those who are not, Dr. Kenley is your savior? I don't think so. No offense. I see the law. I see the prophets, I see the fulfillment, I see where it says there's no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua Messiah. That's what I say, that's what I hear, that's what I understand. I don't know, you have to have the truth in order to be able to change it, to make it look different, sound different, whatever you want to do with it, it's not going to change. I am Yahweh, I change not, this is my name forever. There's only one way you can hear this truth, and that's it. Can I also get Matthew 23, 27?
1: Sorry, that's Matthew 23 and verse 27.
3: Yeah, or wherever you think you should start there to get the meaning.
1: Try 27 and see if you like it. Okay, thank you. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye, ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones, and of all uncleanness. Even, of, oh, keep going, sure. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity.
3: See, outward they appear righteous. They, they have the truth. They're the scribes. They're the Pharisees. They're the ones that are teaching the people. Everybody is listening to these people, and these people are telling them lies and deceiving them because they are full of dead man's bones. These people think that they have the authority and the knowledge because that's the way it was set up, that they would have it. But they have it, but they're hiding it. They're deceiving people. They don't have the true truth. (laughs) <laughs> they have what they are given of their father, which is of the devil. So they're hiding it from the people. Uh, Luke eleven fifty two, 52, if you would, please.
4: Yes, that's Luke 11 and 52, you said? Yes. Luke eleven fifty two. 52. Woe unto you, lawyers, for ye have taken away the key of knowledge, Ye enter not in yourselves, and them that were entering in ye hindered.
3: They have the key of knowledge, and are they helping the people? Nope. They're they've taken away the key of Knowledge. The law and the prophets are the key to our knowledge and understanding as of this day. Yahshua said how many times walking around, search the scriptures, search the scriptures. After he goes through his death, burial, resurrection, search the scriptures, search the scriptures. Why? Because they testify to him. How are you going to have any confidence in eternal life unless you have seen it already taken place? How are we going to hear somebody from that long ago? Um, so okay, so, anyways, um, in You have to have five minutes. Thank you. Yes, I see that. Time goes fast. (laughs) Um, So what, so in John, in what we read already, 1426, it talks about the Holy Spirit, which is going to teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance so that the truth can, we know that the truth will set you free, free from what? Free from the sin, the bondage of sin and death. Now. Paul, we all know, and I'm not going to be able to get all the scriptures, but we know Paul, he was, he was killing the apostles, he was doing this, he was doing that, he was persecuting them, he had letters, he was putting them in prisons, he was doing all, all of those things. Um, And then, sorry. Sorry. And then after, there's something that changes in Paul. Afterwards, you can read where Paul is he's on the road to, to Damascus, but you can read that when he goes before Agrippa, I think it is, he, ta- he, he talks about where he he has been, uh, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 22. I'll just start there, and then I'll try to do as much as I can
1: quickly second corinthians 11 and 22 he said yes are you are they hebrews so am i are they israelites so am i are they the seed of abraham so am i are they the ministers of the messiah i speak as a fool i am more in labors more abundant in stripes above measure in prisons more frequent in deaths oft of the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes. Say five
3: times. Sorry, I'm just gonna start interrupting a little bit. Five mm-hmm. times he received stripes five times. He had letters from the Pharisees and the scribes and whoever to go out and and and, and chase after and kill. He had he held Stephen's clothes while he was stoned. He had that. Something happened to him that changed him. And now he's he's received the stripes five times. If you go on to read, you'll find out that he was shipwrecked how many times. He was in the sea how many times. He went through starvation how many times. He was hungry and, and all of those things. He was all of those things. What changed Paul? Mm-hmm. Uh, John 14, 26. I know we read it once, but I would like it again.
4: This is John 14 and 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you.
3: And there's others there that talk about the strength that comes from the Holy Spirit, and we know the attributes of Yahweh, and you can look through the law and the prophets and see how they're manifested all the time. You look at Peter on the day of Pentecost. Before that, he's with the Messiah. He's standing right beside him, and then when they take him away, they, uh, when they take the Messiah away, Peter denies him three times. And then on the day of Pentecost, he gets up, up in front of everybody and starts ta- talking about the scriptures and this, that, and the other. All of a sudden, he got brave. How did he get brave? It was the Holy Spirit in Peter causing him no longer to be afraid. It was the Holy Spirit that caused Paul, to Paul, Saul, to change. He was no longer a persecutor. He had become the become. The distributor of the truth, in essence, because he had the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that causes the change. I just want to get one more thing. Uh, The day of Pentecost, the high priest went in once alone and by himself. I think it says it in Hebrews. uh, Ninth chapters, I don't know. I think I. The high priest goes in alone and once on the day of atonement. Mm
0: hmm. Uh, yeah, I believe it's the ninth chapter of Hebrews.
3: Verse seven, I think. Verse seven? Yeah, I believe yep, so.
1: Yeah, yep. okay. That's Hebrews you. nine and seven. Uh, but into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people.
3: The so Holy the high priest.
1: The Holy Spirit, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as yet the first tabernacle was standing.
3: Correct. So that gets us into the dispensations and ages and a whole bunch of things. But here it is that the high priest goes in there once a year for the sins of the people and the sins of himself and the family and, you know, just to get Yahweh's forgiveness in essence. But when Yahshua the Messiah dies on the cross, that is rent in two, so that now we can see clearly into the most holy place, and with the Holy Spirit in us, each one of us, individual souls, are going to have to stand before Yahweh. But the 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 thing is, we have Yahshua the Messiah in us. That's what is going. To have us allow us to go into the holy place before Yahweh with confidence and right. not to be not to be worried about anything that's gonna to happen to us in the ages to come. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, there ain't nobody in this world that can take the Holy Spirit from you once you have it. And they that's cannot, right. they cannot convince you of a lie. They cannot. You have the truth. Stand fast in the truth. Hold fast to it. Don't let anybody deceive you in any way, shape, or form. Yahshua poured out the the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and he's still pouring it out to this day. Mm -hmm. And, And once you have that Holy Spirit, you have confidence in this gospel, in Yahshua Messiah, in the fact that he told you that he would deliver you from all evil. And back there at the beginning, they were killing people. That was how they were getting rid of them. They killed Yashem and 3,000 were added 50, 40 days later, 50 days later, whatever it was, sorry. Um, so they killed one, they get 3,000, plus they were added on after that. So then you come up to the Roman Catholicism and you find out that they had the Crusades, they had everything else. They had the truth. They had they had their, their hiding the names and doing all, yeah, times expired. They had all of that stuff. And they persecuted all the people. They were killing them at first. They're not killing them no more. What they're doing with this school has been around for 90 years. Think about it. This here exposed the the truth, exposed the Roman Catholic Church. So what has changed? They become more subtle. They're no no longer trying to destroy us by their gospel what they're trying to do is subtle and creep in unaware is what they do and I think there's a there's a there's a scripture for that that talks about them creeping in unaware they creep in among the people who are telling the truth and distort the truth and try to uh, change you <laughs> convert the Holy Spirit let try anyways praise and praise and all to yasha the messiah and, and thank you for the opportunity to have set in i hope somebody got something out of it thank you
1: hallelujah
0: hallelujah thank you for that wonderful testimony dr light and for our next speaker calling on for from our southfield michigan branch <clears throat> dr dewan nelson dr nelson Dr. Nelson, if you're on mute, you uh, uh, need to unmute yourself. And for our next speaker, we'll be calling on from our Detroit branch, Dr. Lawanda Decker, Dr. Decker.
5: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. It is absolutely an honor and pleasure to be amongst the brethren. Ooh, um, and it's an honor and a pleasure. Sometimes it ain't a pleasure. Sometimes it's hard. Okay, let's just be for real. Sometimes it's hard learning the things that we're learning and trying to achieve what we're trying to achieve because we have this physical working against us. And, and, you know, it goes against everything that we've come up with. And a lot of things that are in us. You know, we got some stuff that Yahshua has to get rid of for us. Some stuff we don't even know. Right. Right. Let me catch my breath, y'all, because I really wasn't ready. Um, in our class, we were uh, had a presentation recently, um, about power, the demonstration of power, and I have to say this too. This is these are all of our classes. This isn't. Uh, we identify each other by location because of necessity and respect and you know introduction, but see. We all come from the spirit. That's right. And 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 we went to classes physically, so let's see, we still go on to class. We mm-hmm. still go on to class. And it don't matter where you were before this. See, that's not even important. The color of your skin ain't important. You know, what you, what, what you look like, where you come from, mm-hmm. that's not important. This is the one place in this whole world you can go and drop all that stuff at the door because it ain't getting you nowhere and with everything that's going on in the world the busy business of the world it seems so big it seems like it's overwhelming but all the physical I mean it's to show us something for, for sure but to chase after these physical things you know you can't turn on the tv now where well, they did not hooked it up, where well, you can gamble all your stuff away sitting at the breakfast table. You don't even have to go to the casino. They, they just after you with the physical in any kind of way they can get you. That's right. And it's in vain. It's in vain. It's in vain. It's anyway, we were talking about uh having some pre, uh, presentation about power and you know Yahweh, he give Yahshua give Elohim, Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua, one and the same. But the manifestations that Yahweh has broken himself down to, to, to through Elohim, you look at a blade of grass that can come up through concrete, uh, uh with a blacktop or whatever. And you know that stuff is hard. And you just think about the power of a blade of grass resurrecting up through something as hard as concrete. Now, what how you know how I look at that is see, for Joshua to resurrect our soul through the stuff that is compounded, and impacted, our concepts, our theories, our opinions, our likes, our dislikes, what we think about ourselves and whatever else he we got going on. For him to to let some reality break through. All of that hardness that's in us. And you know, I know um, some people uh, you know you can you can preach to them, I live with one, preach to them to blow in the face, point out stuff that is undeniable, but unless he break through that, it, it ain't gonna happen. And we just have to be thankful to uh, our Father, and ask him to let us be for real, let, let it be him. And like I said, I, I really was um, not prepared but I'm gonna yield the floor and hopefully something was said that can uh, encourage and um help
0: promote this gospel. Okay, thank you, bye-bye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Decker. And for our next speaker calling off from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. April Lewis.
4: Dr. Lewis. Well, good afternoon, class. (laughs) Um, I have uh, enjoyed class thus far as always. And um, it's always a a shock being called on, but um, I guess you just always have to be ready. I really enjoyed the the words of the previous speakers. And um, you know what, I've gotten to the point, you know, where it, it doesn't matter how much you say, you know, it's what you say, and um we have come down here, yeah, actually, let me rephrase that, Yahshua has snatched us out of the world, and has set us down to um, learn of him, and, you know, that's, you can't ask for more than that. Um, so I am so thankful and so grateful to be here. I do want to say that um, this is a school and um, it's not a church. And we gather and um, now on Zoom because of the pandemic. And we gather to, um, to learn about Yahshua um, as he really is and actually exists. Um, I will start off by saying that the founder of this school Dr. Henry Clifford Kenley, um, said that he had a vision in 1931. And, uh, we always, you know, make reference to this about him saying, make me prove it until you're satisfied. And that's, that's a biggie right there, you know? Um, cause we don't, we don't get that. You don't, you don't hear that, you know, let me prove something to you. And, um, uh, I don't know if it was the last speaker or, pr- or previous class where the speaker said that this is, I think she just said that it's a lot going on today. <laughs> um, this is the only place you can go to, to learn the truth. It's the only truth um, in the world. And I'm so thankful to know that. But I, I guess I'll just talk about a few things that I have learned um, and, while being in attendance. Um, of this, um, you know, being in attendance in the school. And the first thing that I learned that the creator has, he has a name and his name is Yahweh. And um, learning about Yahshua, you know, he He he, ha- he deals with us every single day. You know, my prayer the other day, I, you know, just cleaning up and walking around the house was just, Yahshua, show me something, show me you and, and everything that I do you know, the things that I see outside, you know, the situations that you put me in, you know, good or bad, let me see you, because that's, that's our Romans 119 and 20, you know, he made this creation, this physical creation, to show us, that's all we know, people, that's all we know, but He he made this beautiful creation, absolutely beautiful. You know, I love watching the History Channel and the Discovery Channel to see, you know, Yahweh has allowed me and my husband to be able to travel and to see the things that we have seen over the years. Yahweh is amazing. He's absolutely amazing. You know, so he deals with us every day. He, he takes that mess that we have been, oh, you know, um, what's the word that I'm using? Because it's a burden. The things that we have learned, the things that we have been taught to do for salvation has been, um, has been corrupt and it has been, it's been a lie. So, you know, I'm always emotional, <laughs> because I'm excited and I'm happy and I always get um, John 15 and 16 I believe or is it 16 and 15 you know let's get that I think it's John 15 um, and 16 let's read that please
1: John 15 and 16 you have not chosen me Mm -hmm. but I have chosen you and ordain you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name he may give it to you
4: see that's powerful hmm. you know we walking around here thinking we doing something no Yahshua he chose us and ordained us you know that you should go and bring forth fruit preaching this gospel to people you know We can't learn of this great great gift that he's given us and hold it in. Now, what's the time and place for everything? You don't want to be on your job fighting with folks. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy out there, you know. But you want to preach this gospel to people, your family, you know, your friends. Don't give up on them. We have to understand that this is, um, this is a matter of life and death. Learning about your creator as he really is and actually exists. I want to get it on the name and probably one more other thing and then I'll be down. So um, I mentioned that I'm, I'm pretty sure it's no first-time visitors, but if there's anybody listening, you know, people come across, you know, to have a, a brother now from Malaysia.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's, uh, that's amazing. He was, you know, just looking, looking, Yahweh put it in him to just, you know, I want to know the truth, you know, he put it in all of, all of his creatures to know, to want to know the truth. You know, so I know it's not any, it's not any first time visitors, but I just want to go, you know, through some things that I've learned, you know, I learned first thing I learned, was that the creator has a name, his name is Yahweh. His divine title is Elohim. The name of the savior is Joshua. Now, you know, when you tell people, you know, the, the savior's name was not Jesus. Now we're, we're it, it is a savior, definitely. It is a savior, but his name was not Jesus. You know, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow. You have to ask Joshua to, to help you. <laughs> That's that's a hard pill to swallow, folks. But this is a research organization and what we do, we research, We, 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 we dive into these books, into the Bible. You know, we have the internet now. We can look up anything. First thing I did after hearing this name, I researched the history of the letter J and found out that the letter J was almost, was barely 400 years old. So how could the Savior's name could have been? It couldn't have been Jesus. It couldn't have been Jehovah. There was no letter J in the Greek, Hebrew, or Latin languages. Till today, it's still not. You know, we say, you know, I was, and I was reading this article, very good article. It wasn't published from the school, but it was just online. And they agreed, yes. And, and they know that, that these people know that. These, these smart boys, they know that. You know, I went to the pastor at the church. Me and my mom was just talking about this, I believe yesterday. The pastor at the church, I went to him after I got this information, after Yahshua just moved, removed those blinders, was in church my whole life. Never heard Yahweh Elohim Yahshua, never. I went to that pastor and I said, well, what? Why? why? <laughs> That's the only thing that, why? You know, so they know this information. He said that the people wouldn't understand Yahshua. They wouldn't understand that, you know, his name is Yahweh. And the pastor knew the name, he mentioned Elohim. You know? So this is a spiritual operation that is taking place, and Yahweh deals with us individually. This is a spiritual thing. There's no physical, nothing physical going on and learning about Yahshua. Now he gave us, like I said, he gave us his physical creation. And I remember the, the speaker, the first class said, now look outside and look at, look at the trees. And when I saw, when I, I never looked at it. I drew a tree, you know, in school, you know, drawing the wise. never even thought about it, you know. almost 30 years old, a tree don't even look the same, you know, his creation, he has marked his creation, his name is Yahweh, you see those veins in your, in your hands, you know, that's, that's not an M, you know, people say it's an M for money, but that, those are Y's that are in the palm of your hands, the, the, your veins, shaped as Y's, why is that? You know, a painter, he, he draws a painting and he, he signs his name on the bottom of that painting. Why did, why did that painter do that? Because Yahshua has done the same thing, you know, and we are his offspring. So we must resemble, we must have some kind of similarities as he does, you know. These, these you know, then this may be little to some people, but this isn't. this is amazing what Yahshua has done he has caused us to believe the things that he has put forth before our eyes and it's, it's absolutely amazing that he has chose us you know he has chosen us now he is the revealer of things you know we aren't you know he has revealed himself to us we are his son's That's why I'm using just all over the place, just happy, because he didn't have to do that. Now, the name Yahshua, let's go to um, Exodus 3. And this, we can just go straight to it, um, Exodus 3 and 13. And we need to understand, now actually hold Exodus 3 and 13. Go over there to Luke, Luke 24, and I believe 24 and 25, and then read 44, because I, I just wanted to just be obedient um and go that route first so read luke for me and then go over to exodus 3 and 13 please Luke,
1: 20. go ahead Lord.
4: that's
0: luke 24 and 25 mm-hmm. then he said unto them oh fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken ought not the messiah
4: to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory see now pause for one second now we have even come in here and learned how to read this bible you know we know that the world (laughs) starts at the end or not even in the middle but we have to understand and be obedient and learn you know what are the scriptures what 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 the prophets what what is that you know, so we we come in here and we learn that the first five books of the Bible is the Law that was written by Moses. Mm-hmm. So from Joshua to Malachi, after those five books, and we're still in the Old Testament. From so the Joshua to Malachi that makes up the prophets, and um, we we should read Isaiah. We may get that, but continue reading, Lauren, please.
0: Hmm. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Messiah to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Forty, excuse me, 44th verse. Mm -hmm. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me.
4: Right. So, so what we learn first off is that, you know, Jesus didn't come in to set up a Christian example for us to follow. That is right. extremely incorrect. Now, Yahshua, who was the savior said that he has come in to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So everything that he did, from you know his three and a half years, you know walking on this earth plane, he was fulfilling things. Mm
6: -hmm.
4: That's what he said. Okay, so let's go to Moses. He said, um, uh, "I'm sorry, Lauren." Read forty-four one more time, please, and then let's go over to Exodus,
0: forty-fourth verse. And he said unto them, "These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you." that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses Mm -hmm. and
4: in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Right. So the law of Moses, now Moses wrote, like I said, the first five books of the Bible and then the prophets from Joshua to Malachi. So that's what we're talking about. So Moses, let's get over there. Exodus. He was the first person to be given Yahweh's name. Now they called him El Shaddai prior to that and and we have to prove all things and that's exodus i believe that's exodus six and three um i'll just read it because i have it right here it's exodus six and three and i appeared unto abraham unto isaac and on un, and unto jacob as el Shaddai. Mm-hmm. but by my name yahweh i was not known to them right see so now moses he was the first person to hear Yahweh's name. And this, this they had a whole conversation. You know, Yahweh showed him his power. Yahweh um, told Moses to go down back down to Egypt after he was given his name and deliver, to deliver the children out of Egypt. Now, he went down there with a name and a powerful name. So let's get Exodus 3 and 13, please.
1: Exodus 3 and 13. And Moses said unto Elohim, behold, when I am coming to the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the Elohim of your fathers has sent me unto you.
4: Now, let me say this right quick, and I, I don't want to interrupt you a lot, but can we read that out of King James and then we'll go into the Holy Name Bible? Now, we use two different Bibles down here. The Holy Name Bible was written by A.B. Trainer. Now, he took the um, the titles. Now, it was always, it's always Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua. <laughs> but the um if you do some research the 1611 the 1611 King James Bible had no j's in the bible they had all i so when you came across you know Yahshua, it would say i e s o u s or i e s u s do your research because it's in there and it shows you um now the the like i said the holy name bible has the true name and title in it the king james of king james bible of course the the true name was taken out and the titles lord god and the erroneous name jesus was in there so that's why you talk to people in the world and they say well my bible it says jesus and my bible it says the lord but we know that you cannot put the in front of a proper name now i have a college degree and that don't mean nothing <laughs> cuz i couldn't even I, I didn't even think of that I couldn't even say, well, hold on. Now I learned that. I have to be honest in in class. (laughs) The Lord, that's a title. You can't even say the Yahweh. You can't say the April. That's just improper, you know? So when you see the Lord, it's supposed to say Yahweh. Do your research. Okay, continue with that, please, Dorian. Okay, so use the, can you read it out of King James? And then we'll refer to the holy name.
1: 3 and 13 king james version and moses said unto god behold when i am coming to the children of israel and shall say unto them the god of your fathers hath sent me unto you and they shall say to me what is his name what shall i say unto them now and god and god said unto moses i am that i am and he said thus shalt thou say unto the children of israel i am hath sent me unto you And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations.
4: See, and I I know everybody listening, I know that I didn't hear a name. It wasn't a name mentioned. So now if God was the name. I don't think Moses would be asking God when I go down there. God, who am I going to tell them sent me? God, it, it it really makes no sense. This is a conversation that they were having, and it's so it's just amazing, <laughs> you know, t- to understand these things. So now, Dorian, read that um, out of the Holy Name where the true name and that phrase was um, inserted. Please, mm-hmm.
1: three and thirteen, Holy Name Bible, and Moses said unto Elohim. Behold when I am come unto the children of Israel and sh- shall say unto them the Elohim of your fathers has, hath sent me unto you and they shall say to me what is his name
6: mm-hmm. what shall
1: I say unto them and Elohim said unto Moses ayah asher ayah and he said thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel i will be hath sent me unto you and Elohim said moreover unto Moses mm-hmm. thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel yahweh elohim of your fathers the elohim of abraham the elohim of isaac and the elohim of jacob have sent me unto you this is my name forever and this is my memorial unto all generations
4: See now don't that sound so much better Mm -hmm. you know it, it actually makes sense the true name was inserted you know having these having the true name and a true title inserted it brings about a better understanding using you know title because a lot of people think that the bible contradicts itself and if you didn't have the, this vision you know that yahweh has caused us to be a part of and understanding this gospel you will be lost you will be lost over in revelation it said the whole world was deceived including your granny your mama the whole world was deceived but then we read see now yashua he chose us (laughs) he chose us to hear the truth and to believe it not to just be okay yeah i know that and whatever to believe it and to preach the gospel that's that's amazing to me. So, and this conversation had to happen because Moses, he was, he was, uh, he lived down in Egypt. He was not Egyptian, he was Hebrew, but he knew the traditions and the customs down there in Egypt. They had a God for everything, they had names. Moses said, So when I go down there, who, who what am I supposed to say? He said, and th- then he said, you know, Aya Asha Aya." You see the chart right here. Now, in the King James, it says, "I am that I am." Well, who wants to serve an Elohim like that? But the Elohim we serve, He say, "I will be what I will to be. I can be anything." That's the Elohim we want to serve. You know, we you know the world. Honestly, they got this puny, puny God that that they that they serve. Honestly, if you think about it. You know, they can't they can't understand, you know, the unity of the spirit. They can't understand that the father was in the in Yahshua and Yahshua in the Father. They can't understand that. Let's actually thank you for that, Dorian. So it breaks down, he said, This is my name forever. My name is Yahweh, and this is my memorial unto all generations. I believe as long as the world is continuing, there will be generations and generations to come. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses say that they use Jehovah because that's a modern day name. My sister is a Jehovah's Witness. You can't talk to these people. We love them. I love my sister. We love these people. But if Yahshua don't show them, you right. will continue to say Jehovah and right. believe it. right? You know, because if it just took love, she would have been Yahshua all the way if it just took the love that we have for each other. It take more than that. It take Joshua to change that because he changed it in us. He, he can he can do it for anybody. Had, if you have that des- desire to want to know, he will show you. He'll give it to you. And that was purpose from the foundation, from the foundation of the world. All of all of these events that's taking place in our lives, everything that's taking place. You know, that's why I say, you know, the world, they they serve a puny God because they think, you know, things are just happening and Yahweh don't have no control over it. He is the author and the finisher. <laughs> he He's doing this. We're not. You know, people, you know, they always say they control their lives, but you're going through this, that, the other, you're broke, don't nobody like you, but you control your life. That makes no sense to me. We have to give all of our honor, our, our glory, all of that to Yahweh, because He's the only one that deserves it. We're, we're, come on. You gotta be honest with yourself. You just gotta be honest with yourself, you know. It's, it's time to, to really buckle down. And I'm talking to myself. It's time to buckle down. And it's time to, you know, and you don't wanna. I used to think, and I hope I'm not rambling, but I used to think. Yahshua brung me into this, into this gospel. He has caused me to believe that. And this was at a time where my mom was still in church. You know, my dad had left class for a minute. And, um, I felt like it was a burden. I said, I'm so happy. I know the truth, but my loved ones don't. My dad is back in class. My mom is in class. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful what he has done, absolutely beautiful. So we know that the name is Yahweh. He has declared it. (laughs) He has declared it. Let's get over there, um, Zechariah 14 and 9, you know, um, just talking about the name. You know, the name is, you know, it's the first thing you learn about somebody, their name, and then everything else follows. Um, but let's get Zechariah 14 and 9 please
1: Zechariah 14 and 9 Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and Yahweh shall be king over all the earth in that day shall there be one Yahweh in his name one
4: see in his name one you know the world thinks that you know it's a trinity I can't even explain it I guess if you read it you may understand it but it's no it's is absolutely nothing um no substance in in the trinity just just do your research about it but yahweh declared that he is a unity let's get john 1 and 1
3: john, you know, I, I had time
4: are- i really wish i had time to break this down but we see this chart right here you know yahweh is the father Um, and he's actually the father and mother of us all, you see um, Tetragrammaton, under that you see Yahweh. Now, Yah is the masculine portion of Yahweh's name. Way is the feminine portion. Now that A was added between that Y and that H to make that name. You see Adam, that A from Adam was inserted right there. Now, look, now we didn't do that. (laughs) You know, this organization did not do that. Yahweh has declared his name and he has caused us to understand that when we see that we say, Oh, that makes sense. Way is the feminine portion of Yahweh's name. You see that E, that E from the from the um Eve's name is inserted right there. Now Yahweh's name is universal. Anybody, anywhere. Any language can say Yahweh. It takes no physical work to say Yahweh. It's called phonetic glides. Maybe you can, I I can't really get into all of that because I have to do more research on that. But I, I came, we came across that before and I found it interesting because people have excuses for everything. Well, that's, ooh, you speak Hebrew. No, I speak English. That's, you know, but that right next to Yahweh, in Hebrew, you see that yod hey wah hey So when somebody that speaks Hebrew, when they see that, they understand that it's saying Yahweh. So now his title is Elohim. Now, Elohim is the word or son of Yahweh. We, you know, we learned that Yahweh is pure spirit. It says that right there on this chart, Yahweh is pure spirit. But he took on that shape and form as Elohim. That's the word or son of Yahweh. Now we can't understand Yahweh in his pure spirit state. The moderator went over that. He's pure spirit. Our five senses can't pick, pick that up. So Yahweh know how he made us. <laughs> he know how he is. He broke himself down. It's Elohim. This is the expression of Yahweh, if you will. Now Yahweh is pure spirit. Now when we speak, you know, our invisible thoughts in our head, we use words to express those thoughts. That's exactly why we do that, because that's what Yahweh did. He took on that shape and form as Elohim, the word or son seen in divine visions and revelations. Then he broke himself down, Yahshua. He walked the physical earth as Yahshua, the Messiah, especially prepared by it. He came in and he fulfilled what was written of him in the law and the prophets. Now, when the angel went to to Mary and told her she was having a son, she said, you're going to name him, call him Yahshua because he's going to save the people from their sins. He had a mission and he came in and he did that. So I wanted wanted John 1 and 1 read, I wanted to just break that down a little bit because the unity of the spirit is so important. You cannot break that. Okay, John
1: 1, 1 Yes, John one and one in the beginning was the word and the word was with uh, Yahweh and the word was Yahweh.
4: See now that that right there it it takes away that Trinity mess. See now Yahshua he's not confusing he's he's you know simple, you know. He's a, he, he doesn't he doesn't want to cause confusion he wants us to understand him now that makes sense now in the beginning was the word you see that elohim word and the word was with yahweh yahweh and the word was yahweh hmm. not two three four individuals trying to come together trying to figure out something this is yahweh just two different manifestations continue please
1: second verse the same was in the beginning with Yahweh.
4: See, the same was in the beginning. That word or that son was in the in the beginning with Yahweh. Mm-hmm.
1: Third verse: All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made.
4: Now that just means He has made everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything, the things that we can see, the things we can't see, everything, and everything has a name go down to um 14 please
1: 14th verse and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and
4: truth see and the word was made flesh Yahshua he walked around the earth plane and dwelt among us they were able to you know handle him and touch him and talk to him you know I wish I could get into the ice and how, you know, everything, everything, you know, in the the universe is threefold. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. You know, I said that we are his offspring. Me and my husband just had a baby. Our baby looks just like us. Well, more like his dad, but you know, (laughs) our offspring, my daughter, she looks like me let's read romans 1 and 19 please because when i really understood that the things in this earth plane was made so we can understand something about yahshua you know it's it's amazing what you know that's mercy that's grace that's a great gift that he's given us for us to understand something about him he gave us this beautiful world to understand something You know, so let's read Romans 1 and 19 and 20, and then I'll I'll be done.
1: Romans 1 and 19. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them, for Yahweh hath showed it unto them.
4: See, now let me just interrupt you really quickly because, you know, all of us have gone through something, you know, and her, you know, my husband, he was raised in class, but he still had to experience Yahweh for himself. That's just you know, he still had to do that. So it's something that we can know about Yahweh, just not, you know, growing up in class your whole life and just being accustomed to hearing it. You have to know, and you have to understand Every cup must sit on its own bottom. It just has to, you know, so it's something that we can know. I didn't say much, but if you was listening, you know, that the creator name is Yahweh these things can be proven. See, like I said, this is a research organization. Everything we say must and must be proven. It must be proven. So 20, please.
1: 20th verse for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. See,
4: now, I just explained how Yahweh is invisible. He's pure spirit. You can't see him. You can't, you know, so f- for the invisible things of him, From from Yahweh, you know, from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Now, how can they be clearly seen? You know, continue.
1: Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nature, so that they are without excuse.
4: See, we can understand something by the things that are made. I mean, come on, people. Our, okay let's you know because a lot of people they just like to you know but our physical bodies how can we understand something about our creator just by looking at our physical bodies can you pull up the tabernacle pattern chart please because i just we just read john one and one and that talks about how um all things were made by him you know in, in the beginning you know And the beginning was the word and the word was with Yahweh and the word was Yahweh. Now this chart that you see, now this is called the man-made, This chart is titled, man-made in the image of Elohim by the pattern of the tabernacle. I know the first speaker mentioned this tabernacle and this tabernacle, um, Yahweh told Moses to build this tabernacle in the wilderness so that he may dwell with them. Now that tabernacle in the wilderness was a type and shadow of the, the true tabernacle. Now we always, I remember we told uh, you know, when you talk to people, you tell them, come to class, do this. And they, well, I, I gotta, I gotta get ready. I gotta get myself ready to come. How how do you do that? How do you, how do you get ready? You know, they they say, you know, God is, he didn't left, he didn't forget about me. We make, we make, you know, the people in the world, and I used to too make God so far off, so far off, but coming into here, I have learned that he dwells right within my tabernacle, which is my body. Over there in Corinthians, I see the five-minute veil. It says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So now that this tabernacle it has a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. It has three compartments, but that one tabernacle. Our bodies, we have a head cavity, a chest cavity, and a abdominal cavity or domino region. That's one body. I'm one person, but I'm a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm one person. See, the things that are made, We can understand something now. I hope maybe the next speaker can get into the instruments in the the tabernacle because everything that's in that tabernacle that you see on the left side correlates perfectly to the, the organs and the systems in our bodies. And the creator of the universe has caused us to understand that. And that's, it's amazing. And can't nobody take that from you. I didn't say much, but I hope something was said, you know, that can help somebody, that can encourage somebody. Well, maybe I need to read more. Maybe I need to study more. Yahshua, show me you in everything that I do. Show me something that will help me. We need help right now. And Yahshua is the only one that can do it, people. I'm so happy. I'm thankful. Happy Mother's Day. I love you all. Thank you for the opportunity. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. And for our next speaker, I do greatly apologize. I do not recall the school that you are from. So if you could please let us know when you uh, speak, I would appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Reba Zahar. Dr. Zahar.
6: Well, hello, everyone. Hello. I, I recognize a lot of your voices and I'm really bad with names. Uh, no worries about where I'm from um, because I'll just give you a brief. I came into this school in the year 1972 in Syracuse, New York. Um, I, I left there, I have lived in going to class in Cincinnati, Ohio. I have gone to class in Kentucky. Um, I have lived in Arizona and attended class. I have lived in California numerous of times and attended class. I have lived in Wisconsin and attended class, Connecticut and attended class. And uh, I, Was beginning to think that I am the eternal gypsy (laughs) with no home really to call my own. But my membership um, resides with Oceanside, California. And I now find myself living back in the state of New York. And I left it in 1973, never dreaming. in a million lifetimes that I would ever live here again. But I'm happy to be back and I'm happy to be here with you today. Um, Really, when you come to find out and to discover where your real home is, you can be comfortable anywhere because that old saying is true, where your heart is, there will also be your home, Mm -hmm. and um, it's really quite, um, uh, I have been so blessed um, in my travels, in my journey, um, in this school, because I was able to be so-called footloose and fancy-free I was never afraid to travel. Uh, My father, when we were growing up, was um, an insurance. He was in the insurance business. And he was the manager of field offices. So he used to travel a lot. And then, so therefore, um, we, as I was growing up, um, never lived in one physical location. Uh, more than seven years so I was never afraid to leave and go somewhere else that I never knew anything about and I'm, I'm glad for that because some people that really scares them change and if you've been coming down to this school for a little while um, eventually you will come to know that this whole teaching is about change and it's nothing to be afraid of. Um, as we should come to expect, you need to change. Change is a good thing. Now, I, I would like to um, pick up uh, a few of the things um, that some of the other speakers have already put out and try to uh, come to a conclusion. Um, why don't we? Why don't we just go to First Corinthians six nineteen to get going, if you would? That's First Corinthians. And, I'm sorry. No, I'm. I'm really bad with that interrupting and. I apologize, you know, as everyone speaks of, I don't mean to be rude. No problem. Um, I have a bad memory. So if I don't repeat it right away, I'm I'm apt to uh forget what was just said. So uh Mm -hmm. beg my and indulge me, please, and read if you would.
4: No problem. That's first Corinthians six and nineteen. What know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? which is in you, which ye have of Yahweh, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify Yahweh in your body and
6: in your spirit, which are his. Now, there is so many things in those two verses that she just read that I, that I never dreamt could be possible. First of all, what? Don't you know I didn't? (laughs) That my body was a temple? Really? Which I have of Yahweh. No. My body was for me to go about and do whatever I so pleased to please me. And if I can coin the uh, comments of Dr. Patrick Trevison, the Dean of Syracuse. Um, I was not heavily indoctrinated in um, going to church as a young child. Um, I was drugged there. Um, I attended uh, church Bible school in the summer vacation Bible school. My mother did her best to make sure I went to church with the entire family as I was coming up, but like I said, I was drugged there. I never really wanted to go. I didn't learn anything. I was bored out of my mind. My brother and I would take up every visible space on a church bulletin playing tic-tac-toe. And then we would play the dot game. And then when we got done scribbling up all over it, as much as we could, Then we would fold it and tear it up to make origami shapes of birds and different things like that until we could get out of there. And we did that week after week. And the only big thrill about it was, I always did like to sing. I was raised Methodist. And I remember that they would pass a plate I would get a thrill out of throwing the coin in that my mother gave me and instructed me not to lose it. And when they passed this dish, you were to put it in there. And I always felt really good about myself that I was able to contribute. And I did like to sing this song. I don't remember how all of it went, but it was the only time when I was young that I was allowed to speak. And boy, I sure did felt it. God in three persons, blessed Trinity. And one of the first things I remember about coming into class was that there's a book called The Concordance and that it has every word in the Bible in it. And I had to get in there um, as to a challenge someone made to me from the floor, if I would please look up the word Trinity. Well, I'm not the best speller, but I really stumbled through it and I go, um, I, I, I don't, it's T-R-T-E, T-I, you know, how did you spell that again? I'm fumbling. I couldn't find that word Trinity. I tried really hard and then they left. They said, well, the reason why you can't find it because it's not in there. And my mouth just dropped. I was taught after coming into this school that the Methodist Church broke away from the Catholic Church because they had a better method. Well, if they had a better method, then why were they instructing us to get baptized? If they had a better method, why did we believe in a trinity? If we had a better method, why would we take a communion that they did every first Sunday of the month? Those were things that all the other churches did. So I was kind of uh, not sure of what all this religious stuff was all about. And I set up my own church, as Rick says, the Riva Church. Uh, Thou shalt do everything that Reba likes. Thou shalt (laughs) always be right. Reba is never wrong. And so on and so forth. you understand? Because I didn't know what all that stuff was about. But come to find out that this magnificent school that we are involved in, we're here to learn something and concerning our creator. uh, Could someone please recite the first name of the school, please? To help you find and know
0: Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists.
6: Boy, that's a a real big mouthful right there. If you were out there to look for a God, where would you even begin to start? You know, um, you they don't even make yellow pages anymore we used to go what would you look them up in the yellow pages i mean what do you go to yelp now uh where do you go to find a yahweh and if you didn't have his name you're really sunk, because there are lord's many and god's many go ahead just look at it down in egypt or part of the uh, things that we talk about in this school they came from a uh It's not a monotheistic. They have, it's many, many gods that they worship down there. And they all had names. And if you stop and you think about it, if you learn anything in this class or in this school, you have to really recognize where it comes from. The founder himself said in the year 1931 that he had a divine, divine, because we are talking about God and that does make it divine, a divine vision. He saw something, and not only did he see something, but he got the understanding of that which he saw. Now, if we really even thought about that for a minute, we see things every day. How much of the things that we even see After a physical, natural standpoint, do we understand? And coming to this school clarifies a lot of those questions that we've had all our life. Now, he claimed to have a divine vision and an understanding of the one true Yahweh, our Elohim. And you'll read in the top of this Moses chart that Elohim the archetype, which means original pattern of the universe. Um, I I was just bowled over. Now, when I first came to class, um, the man that conducted the school in Syracuse, his name was Dr. Burbank Mitchell. Back in the day, um, we did not have a as the first speaker, uh, George Light, was asking someone to go back to the moderation to um, start to repeat that, for an example. There, there was no moderation. Mitch would just look at his clock. It was time to go. He would stand up and say, get me Romans 19 and 20 or whatever verse that he picked. And all I knew is that we were off and running for the next two hours. And the thing that really amazed me was first, I had a friend that I went to high school with. She first told me about the school. She has since left. She's gone, but I stayed. And she told me, we were riding our bikes um, in Slime Street in Syracuse, New York. It was not quite out of high school yet. And we were often no good what part of no good that I was after you need not to know <laughs> but she leaned over to me and she said you know something Reeve I said what she goes God's got a name I go huh she goes God has a name and his name is Yahweh and it was like Roman candles went off in my head like fireworks I and I didn't even contest that I thought well of course he would have a name after she told me that lord was a title and god was a title i could totally get my head around that and i go and of course he would have a name like yahweh i've never heard of a yahweh i've never heard of a bank of yahweh or a street of yahweh i i that he would have a name above any other name that i had never heard of so i didn't have a problem with that But the longer I waited and she was telling me about this tabernacle pattern and it caught my interest. But by the time that she had spoke to me, by the time I got down to a class, that adversary started working on me saying, oh, this is a bunch of garbage. You got to get her out of this. It's just another kind of organized religious hoopla and you got to get her out of there. But when I went and sat down and I heard someone uh, talk about this pattern, which you read up on the top of the chart here. That this is the pattern of the universe, not the triverse. Tri insinuates three. Un or uni means one. Like you have a unicycle, that's only one wheel. You have a bicycle, bi means two. Tricycle that means three. This is the pattern of the one universe. And we have one body. And I know that I used to think that I've been renting this body so long that I owned it. But we do not own it. We have been bought with a price. Now, in the next few minutes that we have, perhaps I can try to move towards um, that ending that I would like to conclude with. Um, I have since given up trying to say everything in the allotted time that I am allowed to speak. There are many, many things we all have learned since coming into this school. And since we are dealing with a topic that is heavenly and not only that, but eternal, there's no way that we were ever ever be able to exhaust our subject matter and run out of things to say or to learn about that's why we get to come back a couple times a week and then we do it all over again and it does give us great joy it's the only thing that makes sense in this universe that Yahweh has provided us with to study and to observe now let's uh Let's go and get Romans one, nineteen and twenty and I'll hold some of the comments on First Corinthians that uh I started to read. Let's read Romans Romans. Well, you might as well start at sixteen. I love that verse verse sixteen. Okay. Thank you.
1: Romans one and sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the the Messiah, for it is the power of Yahweh unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek.
6: For now, their- that was hold up a minute now he said that he paul was not ashamed of the gospel of read it again i can't quote anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> for i am not ashamed of the gospel of the messiah for right. it, is, it is the power of yahweh unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the now, jew first and also to the greek
6: right that there, you know that there was there's power in that name when Uh, The other speakers were already um, commenting on the fact that there is power in this teaching, but there is power also in this name, because when you read over in um, Acts 4 and around the 12th verse about how, oh my goodness, here we are now, I got 15 minutes, now I'm going to start revving my motor, because I'll get out of park and we'll take off. Um, Okay, jump down to verse 19, and the other reader go get me uh, Acts 4 and 7, please
1: this uh, romans 119 because that which may yeah. be known of yahweh is manifest in them for yahweh hath showed it unto them for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the
6: things that are made even okay. even his eternal power and godhead or supernal nature so much so that we are without an excuse now first of all There is something that you can know about God. The first thing being his name. And we've come to find out through this vision in Revelation that Dr. Kinley received straight from Yahweh and was instructed by Yahweh, what am I going to do with all of this? And the answer was teach my people. Now, that name of Yahweh is power. As the other speaker already said, attested to that when an artist makes a painting, he signs his name on that painting because he's proud of his creation. Well, the creator, uh, the first man, Adam, he created him out of the dust of the earth and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And then and then only did man become a living soul. Now here's the thing, what was that that he breathed into his nostrils that made him a living soul or an animated creature? You breathe that name of Yahweh or you breathe those glides, those phonetic phonetical consonants, Y-H-W-H, which if you are a Hebrew, um they don't have they don't need vowels as we do to pronounce their words they know that those letters are pronounced Yahweh and as you can read in Psalms 150 verse 6 let everything that has breath praise Yahweh you can also read it over in um uh oh I forget where it is Thessalonians pray without ceasing how are you going to do that but he put his name right on you. He is the creator. He has made a creation. And in the creation, he has put a creature. And you breathe the name (sighs) without vowels. Those glides, air passing over your vocal cords, your mouth, Your tongue does not need to push up against the back of your teeth to make any kind of configuration to pronounce the letters like B. They say, take your lips and make boy, boy, or ball. Air is passing over your vocal cords. And those letters, which they call glides, are effortless. You breathe it. It is life. That is that which caused you and I and every other human being that has ever walked the face of this earth to be animated. Because that which may, not everything may be known of Yahweh, is manifest among you he'd shown it to you because something invisible, which Yahweh is, he's spirit. You do not have the natural apparatus to pick up what spirit is. You can't detect spirit with your five natural senses, sight, touch, smell, hearing. You understand? But he has left us a way to understand invisible things so that we are without excuse continue reading please
1: that's uh, the 20th verse for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and supernatural nature so that they are without excuse because we that, can
6: clearly see something that is invisible did it did you finish or should i let, let continue then and read that if no, i did been, not
1: that's finish. It. That's the end of that.
6: Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so we got something just a little bit more on Glide. Um, I oh, let's go. And um, one of the speakers made this comment: "Where you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free." That is often very much uh, misquoted. A lot of people like to say that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Well, that's not what the book says. Um, Frank DeMasi, also from the Syracuse class, worked for many years in um, a county jail. And um, he has since retired just recently. And they would take bets on some of the inmates that they would set free on how many days it would take for him to be re-invited um, uh, to come to the hotel where, they're, where you never leave. I, they would take bets on like whether it would be one day or two days before that guy would be right back in jail because he was set free. And he had nothing within him that actually made a change within him to be able to keep the civil laws of the land to keep him out of trouble. And invariably, only a few days would pass before he would be right back up in jail. So although he was set free many, many times, he was never made free. And you know, the truth can make you free. He's your maker. He put his name on you. And having his story come alive in you has the ability, the unerring power to make you free and to change your mind from all the lies and the misinformation that you've been fed all your life. Now, let's, um, oh my goodness, okay. Um, I want to get, in the few remaining minutes that I have, let's go get uh, John one and one, please. Oh my oh my goodness, five minutes already. Boy, it does go fast. <laughs> and if you don't believe that there is a change or a quickening, have them call your name to be the next speaker. You get a surge within you that's beyond words, <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> go ahead and read that for me.
4: Please, john, john 1 and 1. yes john one and one in the beginning
6: was the word whoa the- whoa 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 what mm-hmm. uh, what beginning mm-hmm. you got another beginning in your bible you go and talk to some people about you know if they believe in god well i believe in god in the bible well which god you can read in first corinthians 85 that there's god's many and lord's many that's right. And if you want to go and as I did once, I wanted to try to understand the Bible. I said, well, I'm going to start right at the beginning. So I go to Genesis one and run and go, God created the heavens and the earth. Wow. Well, who was back there with God that he's co-eternal with God to be able to write down the stuff that God did. Mm. And I wasn't even smart enough to take a little look above Genesis one and one. And you'll come to find out that the first book of the Bible was accredited to Moses. Well, what's Moses doing right in Genesis 1 and 1? You learn all kinds of things in this school. He had a vision straight from Yahweh, just like our founder did. And John had an aisle on the the, uh, Isle of Patmos. And we believe in a vision. We go to the eye doctor to get a new corrective prescription so that we can have better vision. You're looking at a tablet or a computer screen right now and you want to, you watch television when this is over. And when you're watching your television, because it's speaking, showing and telling you a vision. We've been doing that all our life. So a vision isn't anything that's that really far out. You understand? Now read me and John john one and one and the beginning was the word
4: and the word was with yahweh and the word was
6: yahweh the same was in the beginning with yahweh now that's the real beginning and if we wanted to even delve even further than that we could go into proverbs the eighth chapter and find out about a shape and form that we're going to read about here in a minute Go and give me exodus 24 please and uh find out about how daily he was his delight Mm -hmm. so the real beginning was in the beginning was the word may i have the moses chart please and the word was with yahweh now we see this uh you guys have beautiful charts this the poofiness of this cloud is just great (laughs) but you see this red and yellow uh Billowy cloud painted all the way around this Moses chart, and the Genesis, and the Mount Transfiguration, and John on the Isle of Patmos. It's the, everything is contained within that cloud. Well, geez, we live, move, and have our being within Yahweh or pure spirit. Yahweh is not a cloud. He just He just chose that to represent himself or to symbolize himself with. But now let's read. Oh, my goodness. I think I have two minutes left. This is crazy. I'm not going to get anywhere. But let's read that real quick. Genesis uh, 24. You have, nine,
0: Reba, you have um, seven minutes.
6: Oh, well, I'll really get a lot further than I anticipated. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's read Genesis, sorry, not Genesis, Exodus 24, 9 and 10 real quick. quick. Thank you.
1: Exodus 24 and 9. Then went up Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the Elohim of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire stone. And as it were, the body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand.
6: Okay, they saw Elohim and did eat and drink. Now they're they're partaking of a vision there. Now, if you look right over to the right hand of this chart a little bit, you can see Moses holding that red uh, table of stone there. You might want to indicate that so people don't get lost on this chart. Right. And then right next to it, there's Moses is having a vision where he very first received that great name of uh, Yahweh. There was a time where people did not know the name of Yahweh. And he was instructed to take that name down into the land of Egypt And it was by that name or the power that that name has. You know, there's a lot of things that are going on in the school right now uh, with headquarters and all that other. But if you don't have a name, you don't have any power. We are not afraid. Now, Moses took that great name of Yahweh and took it down into the land of Egypt. And it was by that name. And that name alone, because that name represents his power by witnesses. And there's a multitude of witnesses to demonstrate that power. And that entire nation of Israel was delivered up out of bondage or that death-like state that they were in through the departed waters of the Red Sea. They came out here into the wilderness of Sinai. And Moses was called on top of this mountain. And you can see in the white portion of this chart here on the left. That Moses, Aaron, who was the eldest, uh, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, his two sons, and seventy elders of the Israel. Someone go and get me John 1.18 real quick, uh, King James version, and we're gonna hold that. Now in Exodus twenty four nine and ten, you talked about how seventy four people did see God, and then they described what they were looking at. He had hands, feet, and a body of heaven in its clearness or in its brilliance because that was an incorporeal or a visionary shape and form it was not flesh and blood as you and i have now 74 people claim that they saw god now we somebody read me john 118 king james version read john John oh i'm sorry dorian
1: no man hath seen god at any time all right,
6: well, you, you got a problem who's right now look there aren't many truths uh, with an s there is the truth many lies you can have an s on that but when it comes down to your eternal life are you willing to gamble who's telling you the truth one person said nobody's seen god over here you got 74 people saying they saw god and this is why it is so utterly crucial that you have the divine revealed name of the Heavenly Father and the shape and form that he chose to manifest salvation to the entire world.
1: Right.
6: Now, we'll go back to Exodus 24, 9 and 10 real quick. It said, then went at Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, with 70 elders of Israel. And they saw the Elohim of Israel. That designates Yahweh in a particular shape and form to perform a particular duty. Just one of the Lewis, Dr. Lewis, stated that when she's a mother, she's not being an aunt. An aunt performs a different duty than a mother does. So when he's in this particular shape and form, he is in creator mode. And they did not understand what they were looking at. Read me Exodus 25, 8, and 9, please.
4: Exodus 25 and 8. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Even so shall ye make
6: it. Now they were instructed. He tran that shape and form of Yahweh Elohim. They did not understand what they were looking at. So he transformed himself or changed himself into that tabernacle pattern and instructed Moses to go down and build it, as you can read in the 40th verse of the same chapter, to construct that in the wilderness. And that it this is the that which may be known of Yahweh. It's that incorporeal shape and form. It's that tabernacle pattern, so much so that we were without excuse. Now read me uh, John 1 and 18, please. And I'll concur with a few more statements, then I'll be done. I got two minutes. John okay, 1- John 1 1- Please, yes. Thank you. No man hath
4: seen the Father at any time. Right. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he shall reveal him to us. Oh, I meant
6: the 14th verse. I'm sorry. That's okay.
4: It. John 1 and 14. And
6: the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You remember how we read in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word? Why is that? Because that word was the one that was back in Genesis that went through and said, let there be light. He was speaking in the creation to Moses for uh, clarity and understanding purposes. And that very same word came down and took on, and I say down because he divested himself of glory and took on the shape and a form of a specially prepared body, flesh and blood, likened unto what you see it. It's the same spirit as the other speaker talked about um, ice. You can have ice or water, H2O, a component. There's a lot of humidity in the air right now, but I can't see it. If you cool the room down, it could take on the shape and the form of my uh, windshield in my car, I would have to put on the defroster to clear it out of the way so I could see. If it were January and that liquid that was cooled off to uh, moisture, if it was below 32 degrees, it would turn into ice. So we have one substance manifesting or demonstrating, oh, my time's expired, not not even anymore, two minute, oh, great sadness. <laughs> so anyways, water can come and show, uh, manifest in different forms and performing different um, functions when you want a glass of water you don't ask for an empty glass and with uh great sadness i have to relinquish the floor there are so many things that we would like to uh, be able to tell you about and we will but you need to come back and learn about your savior's name a name that lasts forever yahweh is salva- salvation Yahshua. thank you very much for your time and attention
1: hallelujah
0: Thank you, Dr. Zahar. And that brings the conclusion to our lecture for today. The Southfield class Zoom has classes on, excuse me, I'm sorry, Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And on uh, Sundays from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. We'd like to thank all of our visiting brethren for coming out and visiting with us again, and we hope that you did enjoy the lecture. At this time, we would like to have doxology. Now unto him that's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both before
6: all times, now and forever. Let us all say, Hallelujah. All-